What up, though? And welcome back to I'm Growing Man. It's your man, John D. In the building. I wanted to get on here. I'm just trying to figure out the way that I want to distribute inf- information. This one was going to be like all over the place. Uh, you know, being in education, you hear a lot of people talk about ADD and ADHD. And I truly believe I have that now. I think all of us have it to a degree, right? But what is the baseline? You know, um, a young lady that I work with said that that people with ADHD, if you can give them like a, I guess a stimulant like coffee or um, like an energy drink, they could still go to sleep. Like, I want you guys to know, like when I, I, I used to drive a lot at one point and I used to drink different beverages, all of the ones that people say that makes you stay up. And I could go to sleep on it. And then I started thinking about what what is everybody else like? Why do y'all get the like get that energy? Why don't I get it? And I didn't think it was fair. <laughs> so I just thought about how do, how do some people get the self-control? You know, like I didn't want to get in trouble when I was little, but I got in trouble. I was the bad kid. Now, you know, we have these kids that have parents that don't know how to be parents. And when I say that, I'm referring to like majority of mankind. Parents want the best for their kids, but nobody really knows like, what's it's gonna take and it's like trial and error the people around you are you know some people don't even talk about parenting practices outside of a a spanking you know it's levels to that too you know just to let you guys know those that you spank as your number one go-to you create a trauma for Maybe things that you're even dealing with today. So if you don't come up with better parenting practices, you're putting your kids in the same place. I know you feel like you're doing way better, but there's still a level of trauma that and that's making them probably tougher in situations they don't need to be tough in. And that toughness can almost most certainly increase the level of difficulty in life. And I'm just saying there's no tool, like like direct tool on how to be a better parent because we all know that we're doing better than our parents. But some of us are still practicing poor parenting practices. Like if you could say it one time effectively and they understood it, they wouldn't do it. But being that you're not a great communicator, you whoop them because they're supposed to understand on how not to get in trouble. But they don't know what the trouble is because you haven't explained it effectively. And, you know, I used to be a a huge advocate of whooping your kids. But just imagine if you were that good at communicating. You wouldn't have to raise a hand. I think about it all the time. 
So hopefully, you know, we can create better parenting practices so that our kids get the message at least the first couple, first two times, first three times, you know, like something like where they understand, they get a message. I'm learning now the reason why I got in so much trouble is because nobody really told me why I was getting in trouble. You know, I would always just find something and comparing that with some of the students that I have, they are not disrespecting me on purpose. They are trying their best. And I realized that because you you would think that they're disrespecting me. If like some teachers be like, you know, you disrespected me in my class. You know my rules. But if you go talk to these kids, you they never even thought about you. It was just some, they're just learning to curve that behavior. And it takes a different patience because <clears throat> I think that a lot of teachers don't have the proper training to recognize behaviors that has nothing to do with them. A lot of teachers got ego and pride too. But if you tell this kid to not do it and they do it again, but if you look at them, they wouldn't like, ah, I did it because I wanted to make you mad. <laughs> it was never, that was never the reason, but we respond like that's what he said. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will say this. I've become an educator that, you know, you could even talk to my kids. I tell you this, the last, since I've been in education this year, if you talk to any of the students and ask them, they'll tell you Mr. Lewis was working on communication. He was like trying to show them how many hours it was going to take for them to like be really, really good at something. I told them that the effort around them won't reflect what they really want. They got to work harder than everybody. And I really believe at some point, you know, when... Maybe some of these videos pick up. My students are going to see that and they're going to remember. And they're going to be like, oh, man, Mr. Lewis told us how to do that. And I think that this area is going to become like a remarkable place to be because, you know, you never meet, you'll never meet a kid that wants to fail on purpose unless they're trying to get some attention. But those students, they all want to do better. And it's like you got to deal with so many different personalities. You got to have a patience because you'll see a behavior that reminds you of something else that made you react a certain way. And then it's like, I tell you, this is the best. This is like the league. <laughs> for real, for real. If you're a really good teacher, Students won't bother you as much because you already know they're kids. They have bad behaviors. They come from um, an environment that practice behaviors that we're trying to change. And as a teacher, if you haven't matured enough to recognize that, everything will beat you up. That's what I've noticed this year. Like, like look, feedback, Freddie. Like when I when I watch teachers and how they interact with students, like you 
can tell when they're burnt out because they're like, I'm doing the best I can. Like, I'm telling this. I've raised my voice. And it's like the kids just, they just adapt. You know what I'm saying? But you got to come with a certain structure because what you're doing is you're training your students. Okay, this is the expectation because they have so many other classes. You think you're doing the same expectations, but everybody views things differently. But your seasoned teachers, they're going to say the rules. The kids are going to understand the rules. And you're even going to have them on the wall so you can have a reference. And like, you're going to be consistent with these rules. Like, don't have students out of your, out of, they can't get out of their chairs without raising their hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you see a kid... A teacher has to recognize what's going on. And they're going to look at you and be like, why are you out of your seat? Oh, okay. They go back to their seat. You do that for like, for however long. But at some point, kids will raise their hand to get out of their seat. Because they don't want to break the rules on purpose. It's like, if you forget to remind them, you've created the culture that sometimes I can get out of my seat. Without the teacher saying anything. But you have to be consistent. And this is what you're doing with your students. You're teaching them the rules and the expectations just like this. Nobody can answer the door except me. There's no reason why any student should be out of their seat. If somebody knocks on the door, my legs still work. I'm going to walk to the door every time. The expectation is that nobody can get into the room without me. Anybody on the other end that wants to get in must have a key. So if they don't have a key, they need to wait for me. And this will prevent students from going in and out of the classroom. Because the expectation is Mr. Lewis does not like anybody out of their seat without permission. Like you create this structure where all the kids understand but if you are not consistent with it because you're worried about kids talking, don't worry about that. Oh, that's what I realized as a teacher, too. Our, our expectations are that they should be more mature than they are. Like, no kid goes to school saying, I'm going to terrorize this teacher. That'd be in the movies. I don't think, a, I think a kid could, there's kids that could figure it out and say, okay, that let's, I'm doing this to this teacher. But that is because... You were immature in certain areas and you caused this kid to focus on you. Like you're the mature person. You can't be petty. And that's what I've noticed also. Uh, immature teachers will be petty. <laughs> I think I've been petty all the way up until right now. I'm still petty sometimes, but it's in, it's in, uh, it's in goodwill. It's more so to like, you got me, but I want you to understand I got you. I'll give you an example. This was the funniest thing. Here was this student. She was on her phone. She's not supposed to be on her phone. But she's on her phone. I'm like, put your phone up. You know you're not. It's no big deal. Just put your phone up because if I take your phone, you're going to be mad at me. Put it up. Cool. Next day, she's walking in school. Now, to get my class, to get to my classroom is all the way at the other end. She's walking up on her phone, and I said, "Look at this." She said, "I just got here." She, oh, I was hot. 
what? I could take your phone right now and make you even more mad. And I said, you know what? That's cool. Don't even worry about it. Because in my head, I'm like, do I really want to go this far? I'm trying to stop a behavior. But right now, I'm, I'm really ready to be petty. So we in the classroom. There's a test going on. She's on her phone, but I can't see it. The principal is watching her. He takes the phone. And I said, look, look how the universe works. And I was just like, so you just got to be mature. If you want to change your behavior, I'm not saying I shouldn't have taken the phone. But I'm working on a different part of my responses. Everybody knows that I could take the phone. But I'm trying to get them to accept some accountability. And a lot of teachers aren't there yet. And then you'll be mad because you feel like they should have gotten it by now. Hey, maybe you, you're, you, you're not, I'm not good enough to establish this boundary that way with this student. And that's what I'm learning. Like, that's what I feel like. As a teacher, if you want to change behaviors, you got to get the student to say, I accept this boundary without you. And this is just, this is the way that I'm doing it. I'm the one that's working on communication. I feel like if I can get it without raising my voice, because I still raise my voice. Sometimes I'm just disappointed because I feel like the kids should have gotten it. But they have it. And it's me. I'm the teacher. I'm supposed to lead by example. But I have enjoyed this journey touching these students the way that I can. Um, I just hope that that the messages that I've been practicing, that some of them are going to receive. Because my intent was to only give them practices that I'm doing today in life. I tell them, you know, you got to. Focus on your diet. You got to watch what you put in your body. You need to work hard. Like your effort is going to determine where you are in life. At the end of the day, like there's certain people that feel like they're supposed to be further in life, but they haven't realized that the only reason why they are where they are is because they continuously make the same decisions. Like if you're going to move up in life, you got to do something different. And your effort plays a significant role. And that's what I'm teaching these students. Like your effort. Like why are you supposed to be cold at something and you're not putting any effort in it? Like it doesn't make sense. I'm like you have to understand you start from somewhere and I'm okay. You started a little late. But you got to put the effort in. I think this is the thing. If you want people to care you have to care about yourself first. That's for kids too. Like your parents are caring the best way that they can. And I'm not saying you're not in a tough situation, but if you can hear this, you still have to try harder. If you are not where you think you're supposed to be, you got to try harder. Whose story better than yours? That's how important you are. But don't nobody care because you don't care enough. Because you're thinking that my parents are supposed to put me in this situation. They tried. Whatever they're doing, the information that they got is preventing them from getting what you deserve. So you're going to have to step up. For real. Like, if you work harder, 
than the people around you, at some point, you're going to be recognized. Uh, Cal Newport said something about work hard enough until they don't ignore you or something like that. Uh, I can't, I cannot remember. But if you work hard enough, somebody will recognize you. You're not being recognized because your effort looked like everybody else. Why, if you were in charge of anything, would you recognize anybody that's doing nothing? Like you wouldn't have recognized that. But if somebody's working their butt off, you'd be like, oh, who's that over there? That's you. But you got to work. But if you keep doing what everybody else is doing, you won't know what work is. You know, people be talking about they grinding. They be grinding for, for money. You need to be grinding for yourself. Like as you grind, you recognize it ain't even a grind. It's called everyday life. I'm just working on myself. When you work on yourself, your performance change. When you happy, your product is a lot better. But when you caught up in the grind, it's like a, a task. No, I'm telling you, it's all perspective. If you want to move up in life, your finish line is not where you think it is. Period. The finish line of life is comfortability. That's it. And I'm not saying you can't find comfort in certain areas, but if you want to move up, you should always be working on something. Like for real, that retirement, it tricks you. Retirement is it's a trick. You work most of your life. Your body starts shutting down at the end of it, right? You want your body for your youth. Now, what's, what we got people caught up is because people make enough money to go vacation and do this and that while they still working on their body, right? Well, working. Like, they feel like they're maximizing life. Their body's still going to break down. I need you to just believe in yourself so much that you're going to become so cold in something. And whatever you do, whatever you do, if you cold, they'll find you. They'll find you. If they ain't found you, it's because you ain't working hard enough. I told you guys, my intent is to give information out that I feel like people always ask, how can I get better? There's so many different ways you can get better. Like, and it's free. Like, just watching what you put in your body. How about this? You just get addicted to just working on yourself. I can almost guarantee a year from now, you look back, you're going to like try to figure out how can I get more minutes out my day so I can increase increase this, this result that you haven't even seen before. It's unimaginable. Y'all think it's a game. Check it out. I've been working for real, for real. I don't know, four years. I want to I wanna say before that because I just remember the moment when my perspective started to change, but the way that I'm driven, I'm I'm like determined to like just to be the better example that I feel like everybody should have. You know, like I've done some honest Abe things in my lifetime, and I think honestly the, the reason why I did it because it would make my story better. As crazy as it sounds. 
But my point is, if you just do the right thing, you do the thing that who's going to be happier, the person receiving it or you? If the person can be happier than you, make it happen. Don't compromise yourself. You come first. But if the person is going to be happier, that's just that's something you're going to get later. And it makes the world that much better. But um, I really appreciate y'all uh, checking in with the kid. Um, I'm on break and just working. I'm working to find the best version of myself so that my family will understand that their father, their husband, their uncle was really working to get better. I'm talking like I'm trying to die or something, but I just feel like if you can set um, an energy about how you enjoy life and why you enjoy it, things start to slow down and you appreciate things a little more. And I feel like if I was a little younger with this information where I could have been, but everything happens for a reason. And I think that maybe it's because I'm old enough with some experience, some travel, some relationship guidance. I'm a lot more seasoned to be able to deliver some information that could possibly help you increase your quality of life. I really feel that way. At least that's where I am. Y'all make today better than yesterday. Don't worry about anything you can't control. G-A-T-A. Get after that action or that action will get after you. Be great on purpose. Boom. Boom.